uh, I always take notes, which is a really good thing to do when I am mm -hmm. at se seminars and, and stuff. Uh, and even if you don't, well, I have a black book with, I, I don't know how, how many notes. And uh, at, at times I was thinking, why am I even doing this? I don't un un understand shit about it, <laughs> like a week <laughs> after. But the uh, thing is that after starting to teach, I went back to this book. I'm starting to understand things in the beginning, from the first seminar I, I was uh, I, I was attending to. So it's kind of going back to me, like, oh, no, I understand what I wrote about this this triangle. So uh, take notes and uh, keep them. That's my yeah. That's uh, one of my biggest advices. Yeah. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? It's Dante again. You know where we at, Ultimate's Podcast. I don't know why I say it every time, but nah. I, I guess it's just habits. Um, I don't know what this is going to sound like because I'm testing out some new microphones. So um, if it sounds goofy to y'all, let me know. So that way I know how to adjust the shit. Um, so this week's guest, I have a good friend all the way from Sweden. I've been chatting with this guy for a long time. Uh, I post his post nearly every Monday and, and, you know, I learned quite a bit and hopefully all that follow me on Instagram. Hope y'all will learn quite a bit from it too, because I seem to, because y'all like it. And I say I get a lot of views on it. So y'all learning. Um, so my guest today is going to be my good friend from Sweden. His name is Johan. So um, what's going on, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Good. Good. It's uh, it's even northern Sweden, so uh, our weather is uh, pretty snowy and stuff. But I guess uh, we talked of it right before here about Texas and everything, so I shouldn't complain. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing though. Here it's like like oh no, all the snow, all the snow, and it's like you guys, it's like you know when I I think Eden Marie sent me a picture uh, like maybe last month, and it was like just all the snow, and I was like geez. Like that, and by that point, we hadn't gotten any snow here in the U.S. Um, or in Maryland, I should say, where I'm at. But yeah, down there in Texas right now, they're getting worked on. So that hopefully, you know, hopefully people are managing a little better now. You know, as the days have gone on and kind of adjusted. Um, you know, lots of people are without power. So you know, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, yeah. thoughts and prayers, likes and shares. So, but. You know, I, I brought Johan on because I, you know, I've mentioned this to him a while ago. I wanted to have him on a while back. Just number one, because he, he's, you know, does jujitsu, um, you know, a big part of it. Number two, just, you know, just in my conversations with him, it always seemed like a really interesting guy to talk with. And it's like, you know what? Let's have a good conversation and let, let's get people in on it. So I just want to start off, you know, just getting the people warmed up and knowing how long you've been training. Jiu Jitsu. Uh, I had to check that up actually just before here. I, <laughs> uh, so it's been a long while, but uh, I, th I found a picture of me with a white belt. I think um, it was our first seminar with our head coach, and it was 2010. So, so eh, you, you know, you've, you've got some miles on you, which that's good. You just got uh, 
promote the brown belt. Uh, twenty twenty, correct? Yes. All right. Awesome. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks. Um, and when you got started, you know what was kind of the kickoff for you? Like, why did you get into jujitsu? Uh. I have been doing martial art for most of my life. Uh, most of the stand-up stuff I've been doing, karate, taekwondo, uh, even ninjutsu for a while. Uh, mm. But uh, we got our first child, the first girl, and after that I was thinking I need to start some, something to train. Um, the problem was often with, with martial arts you go for one semester and you have graduation, and if you don't graduate you're stuck in the beginner's class for like I don't know, forever. So I was more like, okay, I need to find something to train. Martial art might not, not be the thing now when I have a, a new baby. I don't know how how much I can train. I mean, sometimes you can train twice a week, sometimes nothing. So I was kind of worried if I, if, if I would get something going. But then I stumbled into uh, jiu-jitsu and... Uh, I talked to the coach then, and he said that well, we talked about the gradation system and uh, and everything, the promotion system system. And um, you know, with your uh, basically using Instagram as kind of the platform now mm-hmm. with doing jujitsu, you know, what kind of brought that about? Just you, you know, just kind of how you go about it, because like the techniques that you all do, you and uh, Moa, you know, that you guys work on, it, it's always. Uh, to me, fascinating. It's because you you do it in a way where it's not like kind of breakdown instructional, but you just do the move, and you know we kind of you know we kind of catch on to it and figure it out. Um, so, what brought that about for you guys? Uh, I think it was just a flash in a pan thing. I I don't know how I started to use Instagram. Actually, uh, I posted something. Well, it was that flying omoplata which i posted which kind of went viral viral there for a while and um after that well figured fun, fun to post stuff how's with covid and everything going on how's that going for you guys over there in um in sweden um in umia where i live it we have well we have some cases but not many cases uh now the Cities around Umeå have got them way, way worse. So we're kind of stuck in between two hot zones, which is kind of bad. So I hope we won't get it here. But uh, uh, right now, this gym is kind of closed. Some people train, but it's uh, we officially doesn't have open. So okay. uh, and me and Mua train at home. So well, we're we're being pretty careful, mostly. I work in healthcare too, so I need to be careful. I can't uh, roll sure. around and stuff. But understandable, because yeah. um, that's that's usually my first thought with everyone anywhere. Really, is you know how is COVID affecting you know one one location or one individual um, over another? I've had some discussions with people about it. And I know me personally, I still train. We, we're very careful at our gym. We're open. Yeah. We're allowed to be open here. Um, the big thing for me is, you know, my wife, she works with children. She works with infants. So I don't want to bring anything back home to her. Um, and, I, and I tend to only train with one or two specific people. Yeah. You know, we're very 
very adamant about working together and not with anyone else. And then, um, you know, also I don't want to get my daughter sick, you know, it's just like my, my feeling is if I get it, it, that's going to suck. But my bigger concern is I don't want to give it to anyone else. So, yeah, that's what I'm figuring too. And uh, I have a grandma, which is, well, she, she will turn hundred years old this, uh, this year. And, um, well, I want to be able to see her for last year or two year. I don't know how, how long she will live, but uh, sure. for for most part, it's like uh, day by day. I mean, she's not ill or something, but you never know when you're in, in mm-hmm. that age. So, uh, but she's kind of, she, she's pretty cool with it. I was talking to her was it for a month ago, and uh, well, she's home and doing pretty much nothing and i'm asking her how she's doing with all this uh, pandemic shit and she's like well i've been through earth and well (laughs) yeah she has two world wars and uh, i don't know what else she's been through but 100 years old like yeah yeah been been through your birth so sometimes i think that well i shouldn't complain so much about this (laughs) but Um, yeah, my grandma, she will be 91 next Thursday or well, this coming through, I don't know, whenever you guys hear it, she'll be, she'll be 91 on February 25th. So hey, uh, send my grandma some happy birthday and I'm going to be 43 on February 21st. That's tomorrow based on us recording, but based on y'all hearing this, it's yesterday. So send me some happy birthdays too. If y'all don't, then, you know. I'm just going to talk bad about y'all on the podcast anyway. Um, but it, I haven't seen, well, we went to see my grandparents. Well, I went to see my grandparents on Christmas day because they still made Christmas dinner, but it was like a to-go package. So I went by, picked up Christmas dinner and then came back home uh, and, and spent Christmas with my wife and daughter. But I hadn't seen them. I hadn't sat down and talked with them since Christmas of 2019. And, I don't know, like that's the biggest thing to me about the holidays is seeing family, um, yeah. specifically my grandparents. I love my grandparents more than almost anything on this planet, you know, next to my, my wife and my daughter. So not being able to see them breaks my heart. So I, I you know, I, I feel you, you know, so but that's the important thing, though, about trying to take care of ourselves during this is we have loved ones and I've had, you know, some conversations with, with people who are like, well, it's not that bad or, you know, it, it's got whatever 2%, you know, mortality rate or whatever the fuck it is. And it's like, look, dude, I, I guess the thing is, I don't want to risk it. And it's like, well, the flu kills more people. It's like, I mean, I guess <laughs> like with the flu, we kind of have a hang a handle on like this. We don't really, you know, I feel like kind of going back to the beginning of all this, the one thing that it kind of made me think, I was like, you know what? I feel like this is nature's way of reminding us not to cough in each other's mouth and to wash <laughs> yeah. our hands. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems to be the rules. Like, yeah. hey, you know, cover your mouth when you cough yeah. and wash your hands. And it's like, you'd be surprised at how many people weren't following those rules. Yeah. I've talked about, well, I think it was uh, the kindergarten, uh, my youngest daughter, and they haven't had any type of stomach disease or, well, they had some uh, type of uh, ordinary f- flu thing, but no stomach diseases for like a year. And that's pretty, 
<laughs> pretty awesome. Normally, every September, there used to be some kind of stomach flu going on, going around there, and I'm really sick of it, but not this year. So people are washing their hands. And it's funny because that's one thing everyone's been kind of pointing out. I was like, oh, you know, the flu is down this year and da da da. It's like, well, yeah, because everyone, at least around here, we're all wearing masks. We're all washing our hands. You know, we're taking care. But then I also think about it, too, when with COVID, you know, the big thing is, you know, if you feel any symptoms of, you know, even a runny nose, don't get on the mat. It's like, well, that should have been the case before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're sick, don't train. You know, if if yeah. you're not feeling well, if you got a fever, don't show up to I the gym. Don't train. <laughs> I think it's pretty easy, but uh, apparently not. So, and I kind of get it in a way. I mean, if you're a professional and are living on the on BJJ and, uh, and need to uh, train to compete and stuff, I kind of get it. You shouldn't train when you're sick. No, and I think. That's the thing, though, too. Like you said, when you when you're a com- competitor, um, you know there, there's things that are a little little different. I mean, you still shouldn't train while you're sick, but I, I think also there, you know, there's a different push there too. It's like you're you're doing the things to get yourself better quicker, so you can get back out there and continue your your uh, your training camp. So you know, things are definitely we're in a different world now. Yeah. So you know. Like I said, the big important thing about this new world is do not sneeze in my face. That's <laughs> just don't sneeze in my face. That's all I ask. Like I, yeah. I, I sneezed really hard yesterday at work, and I feel and I was I was there by myself, and I felt really weird. Like I felt guilty. Like oh yeah. shit! Now I'm looking around the office. Like <laughs> I wiped everything down. I was like, oh man, I feel so fucking bad about this. I hope no one gets whatever I sneeze. It might have been dust because I was cleaning, <laughs> but still, like we're in. You know, springtime's coming up, so allergies are gonna hit. And we're going to be looking at each other like, is that allergies or COVID? Like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, what do you have? So, like, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, if you're going grocery shopping and you have a mask and you sneeze in it, and it's still like people take 10 feet in the circle around you and watching, like, what the heck? <laughs> Are you yeah. sick? Go home. Like, oh, I'm just sneezing. <laughs> it's like, so, I see people but, sneezing their mask. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, go home. <laughs> So yeah, I understand. It's um, yeah, it's a different world, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, uh, with your uh, jujitsu training, were you a regular com- uh, competitor um, in the past, and are you, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And if COVID's not a factor, um, you know, would you have been competing, you know, regularly yourself? Uh, no. Well, I have been competing in other martial arts, but. Well, I'm. I turned. Well, I'll be turning. Will be turning 41 this year, and oh. my body is kind of broken. I have uh, my knees are kind of bad, and my back are kind of bad. So I'm just. Um, well, I'm training and to just keep in shape now, and okay. I, I and, and I let the the younger ones uh, compete for us. So I <laughs> I will support everyone, but uh, well, I will want my body intact. So. Fair enough. Hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I, no. But um, if I was younger, I would probably compete. But well, mm. I'm happy. No, fair enough. I can see that though. Mm. I mean, like I said, when I when I see your videos, you know, I never really thought. Like, I wonder if this guy competes. It was like every time I watch the videos, I'm like, dude, that's a good perspective on that. I like that. You know, 
it, you know, just thinking about it now, because most people, when they come on, that's one of the questions. So I'm always wondering, is like, you know, do you compete? Have you competed? Um, you know, by, you know, how do you feel when you compete? Stuff like that. So um, your prior martial arts experience, yeah. you know, like when did you start just in general with martial arts, though? I think around six years old, seven, maybe. Hmm. Uh, well, just um, children stuff at that point of time, I would say we don't have any children classes now uh, at our gym, but uh, if we would have, it would be like uh, just be fun play. I, I don't know what to call it, but it's more playing than uh, martial art, but it's, it's good for the kids. So uh, that, that's where I started to in uh, regular Jap Japanese, well, Jujutsu Kai. It was while, okay. a while back. Okay. I always think about my daughter. We're going to probably get her started up pretty soon with Jujutsu, probably next month, maybe, oh. next uh, March or April. She was supposed to start last May, but with COVID hit, and they, um, our Tiny Ninjas program shut down. So that's going to be coming back this m March. So now the question is between my wife and I is like, do we want to wait until she turns five or do we want to just start up? Cause you know, we've been working here at home, she and I. So, so I figure it's like, but then I started realizing like, I don't know if I can coach my kid, <laughs> like not in the <laughs> class. Cause I, I think I'm going to be too hard on her. Like yeah, that, she'll do something and I'll make her do like 50 pushups. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel you because I think for my, sake it would be like i don't want to um what to say be too gentle on her mm -hmm. and it would end up me being too hard on her <laughs> exactly uh, or like uh, the other one the other chill is like oh, well it's her, it's his daughter he he gave her a pass and well yeah so i would be brutal mm -hmm. instead i i'm starting to realize i don't know that i can coach friends mm -hmm. Because I'm too aggressive. Because it's like with with well, because with my friends, I know they're bullshit. You know, it's yeah. like, well, motherfucker, you're not tired. <laughs> like, I've seen you. You're not fucking tired. Get up. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, they're like half dead on the mat. It's like, no, bitch, you're you're not tired. Get up. Get up, son. Um. So I don't know if I can. Like, we're gonna see. I'm gonna find out what the. I think they sent the email. I'll check the email. Um, for the schedule, but. I, I'm going to see when that schedule is because I don't know that I can coach my daughter just because I think I'm going to be too tough on her and that's going to develop a complex and she's going to be in therapy. <laughs> and I don't want to put my kid in therapy. Uh, well, like, that, that's no good. Yeah. I don't want to be the reason for her therapy. I, like I want, I want her mother to be the reason for her therapy, not me. <laughs> like I don't want to be that. Like she'll be in therapy. So like, well, it all started when my dad put me in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And he made me run 40 laps. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She, she um, be famous, famous, and then end up in some talk show and talk about her life. And yeah, no good. No good. <laughs> well, she'll be the greatest jujitsu player in the history. Never like, so, um, you know, so how did it all start? And then she'll go through the story and they're like, honey, I think you need therapy. <laughs> this isn't a good thing. That's child abuse. So, I, yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but, you know, I, she's excited. She she knows it's coming, so she's excited. Um, are your kids training? 
No, uh, we don't have any children's class, as I said, but mm. we are thinking about it, uh, well, as soon as this COVID shit is over, uh, yeah. uh, because we have many, uh, well, many trainees in the club now which have children which are starting to become of age of training, so it okay. would be good. Uh, we have some kind of theory about having a mixed children and uh, adult class, which we train on uns one side of the mat and the children on the other side, and so the children can go go in between and uh, get some time 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 with their parents if they need to. But we will have two instructors, so okay. we will see how, how it goes. But we will do something with the, with, with kids with the the gyms over there. At what ages, you know, do they typically start uh, martial arts training for the kids? Yeah, I would say around five, <clears throat> between five and ten, ten years old, depends on. Okay. Um, it's because we have this. Uh, it's really hard here to be starting your own gym and and like some have it as a living, or, uh, or you make money off it because the whole train training situation in Sweden are. We want our kids to do stuff to uh, do sports in in some some ways. So, uh, if you open a club you, or, or gym, you will have uh, support from the from from the government, but you can't really make money off it. So, uh, we will have which which will end up with pretty low fees for for families, so everyone can train. Well, that's, that's a good, good. thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that's a a positive. I I'm always curious about life in Sweden. Um, just again, you know, talking with you, talk with Ida Marie, and I'm always like, dude, it's it seems really like really cool over there. Um, I, I, but I've also only been here in the U.S., so I don't know what it would be like, you know, in Sweden or Germany or Ireland or or, you know, England. So, but anytime, like, you know, you know, talk to Ida Marie about it, it's like, oh, that sounds like, huh. Hey, that doesn't sound too bad at all. Like, like life over there sounds swell, except for, you know, when I get the random text, you know, <laughs> and, and it's like daylight at two in the morning. I'm like, well, no, <laughs> that's not <Yeah>. right. <laughs> that's kind of funny because, uh, we had Brandon Mullins over here from Texas, and uh, well, he had a really hard time sleeping. And uh, it was in the middle of the summer, around the Midsummer Eve, and that's when we up here in the north. Well, we won't get any uh, any night at all. We will have daylight twenty four seven. So, um, and for me, it's pretty normal. But I understand now that that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> So well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was. Isn't there a movie about this? Uh, I don't know um, which one, which, which made it, but um, they end up in Sweden and they have uh, daylight twenty four seven, and they get kind of fucked up because they can't so solve the murder case. I know there's a horror movie or, or somewhat of a horror movie. It's a suspense movie called Midsummer. Yeah, that one is. Weird. That that's yeah that oh, that shit is bizarre. Yeah. And the thing is, I enjoyed it, but I I see so many people hated the movie. And I was like, yeah. I don't know, man. I kind of liked it. It was just fucking. Weird. But I like cults. 
So yep. they're like, I'm into cults and shit. Yep. So I was like, oh, that seems like a cult. I'm, I'm in. Let me watch it. But that's the only thing I can think of um, as far as, um, you know, dealing with, you know, the the daylight in Sweden in the middle of the night um, or night hours. And then I know there is a horror movie years ago called 30 Days of Night um, adapted from a comic book where vampires headed up to Alaska because it was going to be nighttime for 30 days. I was like, damn, dude. It, it, it was actually a good movie up to a certain point. And I was just like, okay, that's bullshit. I'm done. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that, that's the thing here, too. Well, we get 24 hours of light uh, in the summer, but right now, well, now it's pretty good because we start to get some daylight again. But around October, November, you have around two or three hours of the sun just peaking up a bit. So you get some daylight. And then it's then it will disappear again around lunchtime or or so, and um, so oh. you need uh, to so to get the daylight in, in the summer so we can survive the winter. Otherwise, I I, I don't know how you can even live here. <laughs> to be to be fair, well, I think about though too. It's like I know for myself, I already have a hard enough time sleeping. Uh-huh. So if I'm there in the summer, it's a wrap. I'll never <laughs> sleep. Like, so that, I don't know how you do it. Well, also, I mean, we talked about it, though. That, you know, you work nights, so yeah. it's like that. That makes sense now. That's why he does it because it's never nighttime there. He's just always walking around. Yeah, but they probably say, "Yeah, you, know, you you should probably go get some sleep." Why? So, like, you, like basically, little kid, uh, little kid logic. It's not. It's not dark though. So, um, with getting your your brown belt, that was a big, you know. A big awesome achievement there. I saw when it happened. I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, I'm happy for you. Um, when you uh, train, like, because I guess I'm, I'm just so used to seeing everything on Instagram. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess I'm always curious about, like, your in-class training. Like, like yeah. um, with you coaching and then you just, you know, getting in training in general, on you know, on your own accord, too. How does that go for you? Like, do you just, you know. Do you regular classes like everyone else? Um, the, you know, or, or are you coaching classes too? Yeah, well, uh, me and uh, Mua has have had the beginners for like two years now, I think. <laughs> so we coach the beginner class uh, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's cool. And uh, well, the thing was, I wasn't really supposed to get involved in this because I had too much to do. So when my head coach asked me. Uh, and I said, "Well, pick Mua. She's she's a girl, and well, it would be really really awesome to have a have a girl teaching." And well, I ended up in the beginning to well supervise her a bit and and help her out, and then like, well, this is kind of fun. So <laughs> so now we're stuck, both of us. So, but it's really really fun, and also I didn't really think of, about how how much it would evolve my own game. I mean, when you go back and teach the, the fundamentals and basics, and you're starting to, f- and you get the question, why do we have your hand there, or why do we have your f- foot there, and you're starting to think, why, why the heck am I doing this, really? And you must break break down your own game and break down your own technique, so and figure out what you're really doing, and that's really really good. It, 
that's um, <clears throat> when I was asked to help with the kids' classes. I think that was part of why my coach asked me to do that is he was basically like, look, you coaching these beginner techniques to the kids will help you get better yeah. at them yourself. And, you know, it, it didn't, I didn't understand it at first, but um, once it clicked, then I realized, you know, just showing, you know, basic, you know, guard retention and um, takedowns. Because I'm absolute trash at any kind of a takedown. Even though I post so much shit about pulling guard and I make so much fun of it. But I will tell you right now in a heartbeat, I will pull guard. I am not afraid to do it. It's just because I I, I can't. My takedowns are trash. Um, I was practicing with a friend last week. um, And we scrambled to the feet. And we're standing there and I, I haven't gone over takedowns with this guy yet. So we're looking at each other and I'm already sizing him up for a double leg. <laughs> and he grabbed me and he went for an Osotogari. And I've never showed him this at all, ever. So I'm confused at what he's doing. So, I, you know, I, I let him walk through the steps. I was like, all right, what are you doing? And then once he tried to like trip me with it, it you know, he, he didn't have enough, uh, uh, pressure with you know he, he didn't um have enough top like upper body pressure you know to push me over mm-hmm. and i looked at him and i just kind of moved to the side and just pulled him down and i was like and i go what the fuck are you doing he was like i don't know i saw a video it's like hey, we'll go over this next week but in the meantime i'm gonna take this side control real quick but but um, but yeah, working with the kids, you know, on takedowns, you know, actually started helping me become more confident with it. And then um, my guard retention got a lot better with showing the kids how to do it. So and now, you know, like I said, I bring a friend in on Sundays and I work with him, you know, on our basic moves like cross chokes, arm bars, you know, stuff like that, uh, scissor sweep which then reinforces my ability to do those things because I have to go over those fine details with him. So I'm always in favor of people coaching and working with other people and showing them how to do it because that's going to definitely help, you know, build your own game. Like I said, today's class, you know, is, not necessarily it's more so a mixed levels class, but it's mostly white belts. But we saw some of the higher level white belts in the class helping the newer white belts. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I, you know, one of the guys, you know, we're all in a locker room afterward. And the new guy says to him, uh, the, the other white belt, and he goes, you know, thanks, you know, for helping me out there. Um, well, you know, what belt are you? He goes, I'm just a white belt. And I joke when I was like, dude, you're not just a white belt. You've been here long enough. You're showing people how to do things like you're moving up, buddy. I mean, yes, you're a white belt, but you you know, give yourself some credit. So I, don't know, I, yeah. I, I think that's always important, though. Yeah. And, and when you teach also, I mean, you have you figure out things about the techniques and you well, just like a basic triangle show or whatever. And you don't really realize realize how much small adjustment you really do doing until someone yeah. po- pointing out like why why can't I get this to work and you get this to work and I go uh, I think you do right but ah it's this little 
thing with my hip I'm doing, which make it work for me and, and you. And uh, this is really, really, really cool. And another cool thing about it was that uh, I always take notes, which is a really good thing to do when I am mm -hmm. at se seminars and, and stuff. Uh, and even if you don't, well, I have a black book with I, I don't know how, how many notes. And uh, at, at times I was thinking, why am I even doing this? I don't un un understand shit about it <laughs> like a week <laughs> after. But the uh, thing is that after starting to teach, I went back to this book. I'm starting to understand things in the beginning, from the first seminar I, I was uh, I, I was attending to. So it's kind of going back to me, like, oh, no, I understand what I wrote about this this triangle. So uh, take notes and uh, keep them. That's my yeah. That's uh, one of my biggest advices. Yeah, yeah. I was big about taking notes in. Um, you know, whether it be writing them down or using the Maroon app. Um, and a lot of times I have like an hour window for myself. I have to write down those notes, whether it be on the phone or, or handwritten in a notebook. I have an hour. If I don't write them down after that or uh, within that hour window, I'm not going to remember. So that that's always been my thing. I haven't done, I haven't really been training you know, just with COVID and then like a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. So I haven't been able to train as much. So I haven't been doing my notes as much, but the, the guys I work with on Sundays, I, I am very adamant with them about taking notes, but yeah, notes are important. And what's funny is um, I did an episode last week with a friend and we, we broke down the UFC 258 card. I believe it was 258. Yep. And um, I like a lot of UFC cards when I'm watching fights, I write down notes, whether I'm going to record and talk about yeah. them or not. I just write down notes because um, I like watching fights. <laughs> I like watching jujitsu. I like watching, I just love watching it all. And it, what's important about it to me with taking the notes is if I saw something done that, you know, it looks like, oh, that's similar to something I do like that. I might be able to utilize that with a tweak here or there, you know, of my own style and make that work for me. So I'm always writing down stuff, whether it be, you know, talking about the pace of, of a fight or a match or whether it's talking about, um, you know, control time for one person over the other. Yeah. I'm always writing down like little bizarre tidbits like in, in mma fights i write down like notes like do you get kicked in the balls hmm at this point of the fights <laughs> he took a two-minute break you know it's just weird notes yeah. like i don't know if those notes mean anything to anyone else but you know i go back and look at these notes and i'm like i don't know it was important at the time i guess so um with you i know we've talked before in the past a little bit about like mma um just with alexander uh gupson fighting um or they are you big into MMA uh, or just all martial arts in general? Or you? Well, well uh, I don't know. You probably know it, but I, I work as a writer and write about MMA. <laughs> I actually did not know that. Yeah, uh, I did. It's, it's it's a Swedish no. magazine, mag magazine. I think I. Oh, can I you think that's a, so it's you hard. mentioned it a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. I do remember. I'm, I'm not really posting so much about, about it on, on Instagram because it's all in Swedish. So, but mm -hmm. uh, for a while, I actually did the breakdowns uh, for every big UFC fight. 
but uh, so yeah <laughs> i'm uh, into anime I, I would think so then off, mm-hmm. based off of that so like as soon as you said it, i was like i do remember i remember this a long time ago coming up yeah. um and i i might have i may have seen something somewhere and i remember it seems like that's in swedish I know I don't know those words, so <laughs> I'm not gonna try. <laughs> but I feel like there's something. I feel like you might have mentioned the article, an article specifically, but you wrote like you translated some stuff in English in the um in the caption. Yeah, the, it sounds like something I would do. So yeah, <laughs> uh, and I was like, huh. so like, I, thanks for refreshing my memory there. Yeah. Um. So with, I, I guess. So you're still doing that, you know, up to this point now, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of a what to say, uh, free, freelancer work. So uh, yeah. I do it now and then. Then now, when I'm working night, it's kind of good to have something to do in the in the nights, and it's really good to be able to catch up on on the news from your side, for example. Okay. Mo- most of the MMA news comes from US, so. I can pick up the pick up the news and I can post it here, so it will be out in time for people waking up. So it's really good. Cool. How did you come about that? Like how that end up happening for you? That's also kind of a funny story because it, it was this uh, Swedish magazine Kimura.se, and uh, I wrote, I think, and asked. Well, they were searching for people uh, to write, and I wrote and asked about. If it was, uh, well, if you will get paid for your articles and stuff like that, because um, mm. I have uh, been uh, writing articles and uh, e- and reviewing video games before, so I kind of wanted to get paid for it this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I got an email back, and it was like, well, yeah, you you're hired. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> ask you to get hired so uh yeah and on that note it is so i've been doing this for like three four years i think no oh, that's but, pretty cool yeah <clears throat> i initially started jujitsu with the ideal that i was going to have an mma podcast ah, but mm. i didn't want to do the podcast without knowing what was going on on the ground and I started, so a friend a friend of mine, you know, I went over to a gym with him. I did their free trial. Mm-hmm. I did not, I, I liked jujitsu. I didn't like, I, I felt weird there because it felt like the vibe there is everybody wanted to be the next UFC champ. So it, I don't even think I was in the jujitsu class. I was in the MMA class, which made it even weirder to me because I remember going in there, it was no gi, obviously, because it's MMA class. Yeah. And I remember seeing a gi, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to buy a gi because I don't think I want to do gi stuff because that stuff. Because to me, it was like that shit's weird. <laughs> I don't, weird. Like, no, and, and now I I love gi. Like, give me some grips, son. Yeah. Um, but he and I did three episodes, like three uh, half hour episodes, and they were terrible. Um, like, like it just sucked so much because we didn't know what we were talking about. And then after getting into jujitsu and training, I realized, well, if I were going to do an MMA podcast, and I know there are people that do uh, MMA podcasts and don't train, 
Um, and that's fine for me. It's like, I want to, if I'm going to do a podcast on a topic, I want to make sure I go in knowing what I'm doing. Unlike this podcast, I just go in and just say, Hey guys, let's talk. And it happens. It works so far. This is going to be episode 37. So, so far it works Mm -hmm. out that way. 37 episodes is working, but typically I like to have some research done Mm -hmm. before I go into, you know, discussing things, which again, like I said, with last episode, I wrote down like five pages of notes um, you know, prior to recording, but I, I've always thought about like, Hey, I want to, you know, cover MMA. I want to do a podcast. I want to write, you know, something And it, MMA is fascinating to me. Yeah, the is. combat sports in general, it's fascinating, but specifically MMA, just because it's mixed martial arts and it's not just limited to punching. It's not just limited to kicking. It's not just limited to grappling. It's just just a blend of it all. And you've got to be able to do it all. You can't just be like, I mean, there's some fighters that, you know, they're strictly stand-up fighters and it works for them until they get exposed by a grappler who can get them to the ground. And then there are grapplers who that's all they do until they get that one fighter they can't get to the ground. And, you know, fighters like Damian Maia and uh, Fabricio Verdum, you know, my hats off to those guys, especially because, you know, they're, they're jujitsu champions and they went back and worked on their striking a lot yeah. and, and, you know, came back and re, you know, repurposed themselves uh, with Verdun winning a heavyweight title. Uh, Damian Maya, I think he's fought for the title twice, maybe now. Yeah. No, he fought Anderson okay. Silva. And uh, let's see. Did he fight? I think he fight Tyron Woodley as well for the title yeah. at a, yeah. at a welterweight. But, you know, good for them in, in um, rebranding themselves. And then, you know, you got your champ, you know, your, your jiu-jitsu champions now, like Gilbert Burns, you know, making moves. Yeah. And, like, that fucking guy, he can hit. It, it's just. Yeah. And that, on the same card, Rodolfo, who, who got choked out by Hernandez. That yeah. Was weird. was really yes, weird. Yes. Very. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Uh, I, yeah. I, it, it, I'm still kind of floored by it. I was like, wow, really? But, you know, as everyone saying, it's like, well, MMA is a different game. And yes, yeah. it is. But, you know, when, well, I mean, it, it, even going back to uh, Dominic, not Dominic Cruz, uh, Mighty Mouse fighting, um, um, damn it, who did he fight? He, he armbarred a black belt. I cannot remember it now. Wilson, uh, Wilson, uh, uh, Wilson Reyes? Reyes. Reyes. Yeah. Yeah, he and and they're saying like, whoa, uh, Mighty Mouse is barely, you know, I think he's a white belt, maybe a blue belt, but you know, but he caught him with an arm bar. And it's like, yeah, but MMA is a little different though, because there are other elements to worry about. So, and but and I don't think you can understand until you're starting to grapple with punishes. It's yeah, (laughs) it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like we've, I, I mean, I strictly, I'm strictly jujitsu, but every yeah. so often coach had me come in and help with um, a self-defense class where we're throwing punches. I mean, I'm, you know, I work with, a, uh, I've worked with a couple different cops uh, for self-defense and we introduced strikes. And I remember we had on the MMA gloves and I don't know how it was just a perfect punch. He hit me. <laughs> And dropped me like, like, but we're on the ground. I was in his guard and he threw a punch. It was perfect. 
and it, it didn't knock me out, but it caught me off guard in a way where yeah. I was like, what the fuck just happened? And, and my coach started laughing because the way I dropped, because mind you now, I'm in his guard. He punches me. I jump back and just fail. <laughs> like, his guard wasn't at, you know, his guard wasn't very tight, but I just kind of jumped back and just fell. And he was like, what the shit was that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't get punched. No. So. No, I, mean, I remember the first time I, I like half guard or knee shield or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, well, I thought, well, that's pretty good. I, I, I can keep my distance and keep control. And I went into, I think it was an ordinary half guard. And the guy started dropping bombs on me. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is not a good position. No. <laughs> so, yeah, no. you need to uh, totally change your game and uh, chasing uh, the wrists so you can keep control of the arms. Because getting punched one time and you're like, whoop. Uh, one of our coaches was explaining that when we were going over half guard and he was like look if you're in bottom half guard you're only there because you want to be there (laughs) and and you don't want to be there if punches are involved because if you're in bottom half guard you're getting your face punched in yeah and it's it's funny because I start thinking about it. I was like, oh no, because I mean, you get you get your underhook and then you can control the. (laughs) It's like, yeah, they will beat your ass. So, and the thing is, in jujitsu, I love half guard. But yeah, if you're doing MMA, half guard ain't shit. Like that. That's the like. If there's a punch involved, half guard should not be part of your formula. No, (laughs) it was like they can punch you. Don't go to half guard. It's like get into the position and kick away. That's the only thing you can do from there. Otherwise, you get mauled. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Um, I was actually today while working with coach, I kept trying to, you know, as he's trying to pass my guard, I'm I'm closing up for half guard, and I was trying to go to the knee shield, and he 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 wasn't hearing any of that. Like that <laughs> knee shield was nothing to him. He just cut through. He cut through that like fucking a warm knife through butter. And I was just like, oh geez, like what am I even doing here right now? You know, I'm not, you know, tried to get a Kimura on him. Like, he just ripped his arm away from me. Like, it, it felt like, it, I felt like a little child rolling with an adult. The way he pulled his arm from me, I was like, that's not even fucking right. That, like, that was a tight grip. Like, I should have had your shoulder, like, bent. And nah, he, he pulled his arm out and proceeded to beat the shit out of me. But he didn't wrist lock me. And that's, no, that's always, because no. he... He goes for wrist locks on me all the time. And there was one role we had, a four-minute role. He wrist locked me six times. So <laughs> You would go home like, and cry after that. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I, I went over to the corner. And I'm like, I'm punching the mat. I was angry. And then um, and then afterward, like, he, didn't, he hasn't wrist locked me since. But the thing is, I give up everything else. I'll give up any choke. I'll give up Kamors. I'll give up arm bars. You are not going to wrist lock me though. It's like if I go home and I didn't get wrist locked, that's a win for me. So and he didn't wrist lock me. What did he he did? Um he, he just texted me not too long ago. He's like, Yeah, I'm pretty proud of my cement mixer I got on you. I was like, that's actually that's actually my next least favorite thing that he does is wrist locks and then cement mixer. I was like, dude, just stop! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're making me not want to do jujitsu anymore. Yeah, uh, well, uh, that's the thing with rolling with your coach or well, head coach. Uh, you get beat. Doesn't matter how good you are, you get beat. Yeah, uh, I think it took me like 
seven, eight years because b until I actually managed to to submit my head coach. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know if you mentally are going in with a disadvantage or something. Uh, I, I don't know, but or but they are that that is good. But still, I mean, uh, you go to another gym and uh, train or with some black belt and you actually can get something, but well, no. <laughs> For me, always the feeling about Jiu-Jitsu being like, do I even get better? <laughs> I, mean, I always get beat by the same people and I always beat the same people in my gym. And I started to think about this for, uh, for, for some years ago and I was like, yeah, I think I understand now because everyone is getting better. So I'm always in the same rank in the, yeah. In, in the ladder. I mean, the, the ones who are better than me will always be better because they will always tra also train and we are taking the same steps. So uh, you understand that you getting where have gotten better when you train with people from an, another gym or go on a seminar and train with some other people. Then, you're, oh, well, I actually can do some, some pretty good stuff. <laughs> well, I went to a gym uh, years ago when I was a white belt, just a local gym. Uh, training with a friend at Open Mat, and I was rolling one of the brown belts, and I, you know, I didn't know anything, um, really. And you know, he was like, "Dude, like, you feel like you know, you move like a blue belt." And I was like, "Oh, well, thanks. I think I don't know." Um, I, you know, again, you know, maybe I moved a certain way, but I definitely didn't know shit. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like I couldn't submit anyone to save my life. Like I wasn't, I would never even attempt it just because, you know, I don't know it. So, you know, the only thing I know is control and um, position. Like I didn't know any submission. So, you know, you go to the other gyms and I guess that's the important thing with competitions though, too, when you're competing, you get to see what you're learning and how it fares against someone else yeah. um, at another gym. But yeah, I, I've told this um, story a little, you know, a few different times on the podcast. It was like, I didn't know jujitsu for a long time. I just knew patterns. Like I knew everyone's tendencies in my gym. And then one of our guys left for three months. He came back. He had been training somewhere else. Not like with another, I think he was like out of, you know, out of the state. He came back and he moved different. He had yeah. different tendencies and he wiped the mat with me. He was such a nice guy. And that's what really confused me. I was like, but you're so sweet. Why are you doing this to me? Um, but that was the day I realized, yeah. dude, you don't know jujitsu. You just know patterns. Yeah. And and I see that still now. Like I know jujitsu, but the patterns is still a big part of my game, knowing what you're gonna do. So um, you know, I, I wrote one of the, there was a new guy. He was a big dude today. Like he was huge. Um, and you know, I, I did what I did. You know, I, I ended up getting, um, to his back and we had just worked right neck chokes today, um, during for our technique, but you know, I ended up getting to his back. I didn't go for a rear neck choke. I was really just kind of going for control, but I ended up somehow sliding off his back at some point. I think because I was trying to go for an arm bar. That's what it is. I tried to transition to an arm bar. And, you know, it, it was like we ended up fumbling that and fucking up. Uh, but I retained guard. And then from guard, he's just like pressing down, you know, like what, what most white belts do from guard. They try to, you know, put that forearm across your 
your throat yep. choke. And I'm just sitting there like very calm, like looking like, dude, stop. Like I'm rolling my eyes. But also at the same time, though, I am stuck. <laughs> like there's nothing I could do. He was a big dude. I was just like, I mean, I could go for an arm bar here, but I don't want to open my guard because he's a big dude. I don't want to give him an opportunity for any kind of space. So I was like, well, he's not hurting me. So I'm just going to, and I saw the time. I was like, okay, we've got 40 seconds left. I could do a two on one arm drag and take the back again. But his gi was really tight. And I, I like to grab the fabric. I don't like yeah. to grab the, uh, the, the actual tricep. Yeah. So I'm trying to get the fabric and I got the, I got the sleeve grip and I was like, fuck, I can't get behind his fucking arm right now. I was like, just fucking go, go. And, you know, I yanked him and the timer went off. I was like, dude, like I, I should have fucking executed faster. I think that's the story of my life, though. I'm, I I hesitate too much. Yeah, that's the thing Jord told me too when he was there for two years ago, a black belt from uh, Holland. He said, that, "Why are you?" What did he say? He thought, "Yeah, well, I always had a tendency because I'm small. Um, I've always been uh, well. Uh, I'm." Because I'm small, I have been ending up on my back, and I've been pretty comf co comfortable on, on my back. So uh, my game often are like grab gra grab something and uh, sit on your butt and do William Scott or whatever. And he's like, "Why are you giving away positions?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why am I giving away positions?" <laughs> uh, because he's also a smaller guy, and he said, "You you don't win the fight on on, on your back. You must get up and uh, and move." And yeah, so I've been uh, working on that a lot lately, but it's, yeah, it's it's weird sometimes. One of the things that was going through my mind in between rounds, because I rolled with Coach three, maybe two rounds in a row. Um, But one of the things that went through my mind in between rounds, and I know my tendencies, I know that I give up position a lot, and I try to work for my back a lot. Yeah. I have a trash close guard, a trash open guard. I have a trash, just anything. <laughs> so I should never be doing anything from the ground other than drilling those techniques to get better at it. <laughs> so it, especially with a black belt. So I'm thinking to myself, establish top position first, just establish top position. Mm -hmm. Do not fuck around, That's get top data. position and, and, and then work. We tap hands. I grab the collar. You know, I get his lapel and I try to fucking pull guard. <laughs> and again, he was hearing none of that. He just cut through me like a fucking warm knife through butter. And I sat there like a doofus, like, fuck, I did it again. But I I know I have that tendency, though, for myself. And, you know, I'm I'm not a big, big dude. Um, I'm five, nine. So, you know, I'm, I'm like in that middle range. Um. But I'm also, you know, it's like I shouldn't be trying to fight from the ground. You know, I shouldn't be trying to fight from my back. Yeah. It's like, I, sh it, you know, if anything, if I'm there, trans you know, make the transition to get myself back up to a dominant position. But it's like I need to, well, for starters, I need to get back in there consistent, consistently. Went in today. I'm going to get back in there um, Tuesday. I believe there's a Wednesday morning class at another affiliated gym. So I'm going to try to get over to that. And hopefully if my wife's schedule works out, I can get in Thursday night. 
I just want to fucking train again, dude. I miss this shit so much. Yeah, so. me too. I mean, we, we're training, but it's not the same as in the at the mat in the gym. But well, at least some training, I guess, is good. That's better than nothing. So, yeah, it's true. True. It's. I put up a post recently about gyms in in the community, and you know, if a gym closed down, a community closed down, and I got attacked because they're like, "Yeah, but COVID, sis, and like, you know, COVID, you know, COVID is more important than you know your your little jujitsu community." And I was like, "I mean, maybe." I'm not saying COVID's not seriously. I'm not saying it's not, yeah. but for a lot of us, this is like therapy. Yeah, and it is. When when this all first hit, I was still working, fortunately. But how life worked for me was: I go to work, I get stressed out there, but then I get to go train, and I burn that stress off. Once COVID hit and we couldn't train for several months, I I had nowhere to take that that um you know, aggression out. So I would just come home, drink a box of wine. Well, not a whole box. <laughs> I could drink like, <laughs> like two glasses of wine and watch a horror movie, which was fine, but I wasn't, you know, I was falling into a depression. And I like, I don't think, I feel like people, and not everyone needs jujitsu in that manner, but there's a good handful of us who do. And I feel like in even people who haven't, you know, done jujitsu, they don't see it that way either. But I know like for myself and a couple other people I know, like we we need to, you know, get to the mats. If for anything, just to get some sort of contact with you know other humans. But it like I felt like I I never want to like make it seem like, oh, COVID isn't a thing in this, you know, our thing is more important than COVID, but I do also want to point out there are ways around us. I mean, I'm more worried about getting staff than I am getting COVID out there on the mats with, with my teammates. So I don't know, but yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I get it. I mean, I, I train I, first when we, well, it, we didn't close down as fast as other countries here. Uh, but when we did close down, uh, well, it, well, I wouldn't have got depressed, but I needed to do something. Uh, that's when I started to. Well, we had a few weeks when where me and me and Mua didn't train at home, so uh, and I started to do some regular exercise at home. I'm start well. I did. I, I ended up doing 200 push-ups a day. So, uh, but just to do something. And uh, funny thing about that, I'm still doing it. So, oh, good. Uh, yeah. So I put on about ten kilos of muscles. So that's, that's pretty good. good. But uh, yeah, you need to to get back to it. You need to. Um, it well, it, it it is important to train, and it is important uh, to maintain some kind of sanity. Uh, if you have a bad day at work, you can go also go down to the mat and beat the crap out of someone, and you're feeling fine after. Uh, and the most important part, I think, is you get down to the mat, and and, and when you're on the mat, nothing else matters. You are there, mm-hmm. and you can become some decompress, and then go home and uh, feel better. So I totally understand. If um... yeah. that that's one thing for me is I'd go more so than anything. It wasn't even so much, you know 
me, you know, kicking the crap out of anybody. It was more so me getting humbled. Like yeah. I'll be mad at, you know, yeah. one of my tenants. I'm like, man, fuck that guy. You're like, <laughs> you're like that was rude of them to hang up on me. I go in and I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive. And I get the shit kicked out of me. It's like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a kitten. <laughs> like, I'm a nice guy and yeah. we're back. But it's like I was doing for um February. I was doing this um push-up challenge. You get 2,800 push-ups yeah. mm-hmm. for the month of February, so 100 per day. And, you know, I, it, it, it started off rough. I remember those first two days. Uh, I I was I was not happy. And my daughter was me doing the push-ups, and then she tried to do them with me, and I can't count because she's next to me. <laughs> and it was like, ah, get out of here, kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't concentrate. And now I do them with no problems. Like, and now yeah. it's like, eh, maybe we could up these to 200 a day. Mm. You know, I, 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 I'm not on the Johan level though. So I'm going to chill. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my 100. Yeah. Um, yeah, but and it, 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 it's good. So, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, and during all of this COVID, I mean, you, you put on 10 kilos of muscle. I probably put on about 20 kilos of fat myself. <laughs> so I think yeah. com- coming into it, I think I was 195, maybe 200, I, about a, I want to say in August, I weighed myself and I was like 217. I was like, oh, whoa, oh, fatty. Let's, uh, let's go for a jog. Um, <laughs> like do something like stop eating so much cake. So, <laughs> which we're going to have a cake tomorrow for my birthday. Yep. Then after cool. that, you know, after that we're done. Or at least I'm done. I, I've been doing pretty well with February, not eating junk food. So, um, you know, we'll go ahead and get it in on my birthday for um, a little bit, eat some cake, and then just carry on from there and try to just be better. Because after, after you know, doing it today and getting the shit kicked out of me and realizing how bad my cardio is and just how weak I am, it's like I want to get back and – at least not get embarrassed by my coach, <laughs> but um, so we'll see. Yeah, All I right. think for my case, for, for my sake, I think the cardio could have taken a, a big hit. I'm not sure yet, but uh, I mean, we spar, but uh, it's on the four square meters, I think we have. Uh, so you can't go really that hard. So I think I need to get. Uh, myself out and, and running or something but well we'll see <laughs> i i had like a circuit that i was doing on the treadmill uh-huh. early on and it it was very effective uh it helped my cardio on the mat i, I did this back in 2016 was i think i started 2015 that seems right um yeah because i started a year before my daughter was born um so but in 2016 I gotten sick, so I I wasn't allowed to run or anything. I had, uh, I had a pulmonary embolism, or as they would call it, I guess blood clots on my lungs, and they're like, you can't run, you can't train, you can't do anything. <laughs> and I wasn't, I was kind of like, like in this super healthy state where I was like, you know, eating really good foods. You know, like, yeah, you can't eat um, leafy greens. You can't like, they're like, you can't eat apples. You can't have like this. You can't have that. like, so what should I do then? Should I just sit there and eat cupcakes? <laughs> and the doctor didn't say no. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's on. cupcakes it is. So I was eating 
Well, you know, I wasn't going overboard, but it was like, all right, well, I can't eat salads like I want to eat. I can't eat fruits like I want to eat. I got to fucking take a shot in my stomach every uh, 12 hours. You know, that shit sucked. Yeah. But um, but once everything was clear, I, I never went back to that circuit, but it, it was really effective. And I, I still have it written down. I'm going to try to get back to it um, maybe next week. Just starting it off because uh, like i said it was real helpful for me I, I think the biggest hit that i've taken besides cardio with all of this is my timing is off yeah. just kind of like the confidence of my timing is off that's the big thing too um and luckily i've been i've, I've been training so i think uh, i still have it but i noticed uh, before if you get the cold and are away from training for a week or something even then the timing is off it's like you're doing something or or, or I mean, you're in this position or you have someone on top of you and your head know what you were supposed to do but your body kind of lagged uh, lag yeah. or whatever it's like you had like what what the fuck are you doing <laughs> move yeah. and the body doesn't respond it's really weird it's like you're yeah. one uh, hundred second after i don't i don't know it's weird yeah i i I've always the so I rolled today. I went out two Tuesdays ago and trained, and before that, it's been probably three months. Um, like I know I got to train a few months back. I was able to do the advanced class and stay later one night. Which, dude, it, everyone was like, "Oh, it's Dante. He's back." <laughs> I want to roll with them. Like, you know, it's like, okay. like, Hey, we missed our friend. Mm-hmm. And then they just beat me. Like, like I owe them money. It's like, dude, we're supposed to be friends. Why are you doing this to me? Um, but in, in all of those instances, I, I felt like I was a second off. Like yeah. I knew what I wanted to do, but I couldn't react fast yeah. enough to do it. So I, I need to get back to some sort of, some sort of routine where I can get that, the you know, that timing back yeah. And just get the feeling for jujitsu because, like I said, I, I miss this shit so much. I love it. And when I'm not doing it right now, it's like, what do I do when I'm not doing jujitsu? N- nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram, like looking up jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I totally understand that. Uh, I ordered. Um... Brandon Mullen's book and DVD. So I got it last week. So I'm sitting and sure. sitting with this on, uh, well, with the book on work and uh, home with the DVD. So, well, you need to do something. Uh, yeah. Kind of to, to get that, uh, I don't know, jiu-jitsu. Like I, back in, in the beginning of COVID, a lot of guys over at um, BJJ Fanatics, they're giving away free um, tutorials. So I have a bunch of those. And I was I was looking at Donna Hare's um, solo drilling tutorial. And I've been taking, you know, taking notes from that. Uh, because w- when I'm at work, there's almost absolutely nothing to do. I was yesterday at work. Like, I feel like I get more rest at work than I do at home. Like, like that's how slow it gets sometimes. Like nothing happened. Like the phones didn't ring. No one came in. Well, to be fair, on Thursday it was it was like kind of an ice storm, and people are like, "You shouldn't be open." I was like, "Eh, I'm I'm like ten minutes away, dude. I'm all right." But a lot of times I sit there at work and I'll 
I'll look at those videos and just take down notes. But taking the notes and looking at the videos, it, it, I still need to physically do it. And even yep. on Instagram, I repost a, a technique video from someone, you know, I can watch it and I can look at it and absorb it. And I have a hard time with that, but I'm getting a lot better about it. But I have to physically get on the mat to do it for me to really understand what's going on. So I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, I don't think COVID's going anywhere anytime soon. You know? No, I think we will be, well, we, we, we will be living with it for like another year or two years or something. I, well, I think we will, we, will, we will get it back every year, but when we have the yeah. vaccine, we will at least be able to live normal lives, hopefully. Hopefully. It's like somewhat normal. Yeah. Someone uh, said a while back, like over the summer, maybe like late summer, they're like, you know, even, you know, once the vaccine and everything is out and rolling, we're still not going to really be clear of this. No. But, it, and we're not going to really have a normal, you know, previously normal life until about 2024. I was like, well, and, 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 like thinking about it, I was like, that seems, it seems about right. Um, I'm going to be honest. A lot of this, like being shut in doesn't affect me outside of training because yeah. I don't go anywhere anyway. Like I, no. I dislike most people in most social situated <laughs> situations. So I don't go anywhere at all. I just don't have a desire to do it. I don't yeah. want to. It's like, Hey, you want to go to the bar? Fuck. Yeah. No. Like, why I would I it. want to? I, but, I get it. I'm the same. I mean, uh, I think it's age or something. Uh, yeah, so, I think so. Uh, I mean, even Mua, when she, she's a lot younger than me, I do more stuff, and I'm like, I'm fine home. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, yeah. I have uh, one of my good friends. He, um, I'm 43. I think he'll be 41 um, in December. He likes to go out a lot, and this is that's not my that's not my bag. It's like, hey, you want to go to the bar? Nope, because I can get that same beer that you're paying $4 for. I can get six of those beers yep. for $4. Um, but it also, it's just, I don't, you know, I don't do the whole going out thing. You know, I did want to, like my daughter, her birthday's in May. And last year, for whatever reason she had in her head, she wanted to go bowling for her birthday. And unfortunately, we couldn't. I, and I told my wife the other night, I think, you know, maybe for my birthday, maybe I'll look at going to do uh mini golf. There's this thing called monster mini golf where it's like indoors and it's like glow in the dark uh, mini golf. And it's like, maybe we'll go do that. Like, depending on what, like, I got to, you know, look into what their conditions are because like, what's the occupancy numbers and yeah. you know, stuff like that, because I would like to take my daughter out to do something. Um, just for her to have, you know, kind of an outlet and have fun. I'm not so concerned about the birthday for myself. Like, like I said, I'm gonna get my cake. That's all I'm concerned about. Like, let's go ahead and eat a cake, a whole cake. And um, I'm going to watch probably uh true romance, uh, a, a movie that my buddy put me on two years ago and I hated it. But then as I got older, I loved it. And now I watch it every year on my birthday. So um, that's good. So we're going to end up, I, th I think I'm going to call this episode the birthday episode because I keep mentioning the birthday. like, hey, my birthday, y'all. Yeah, but it is your like, birthday. So, yeah. Like, like, hit me on that cash app. Yeah. <laughs>
Like, you know, I don't have an OnlyFans, but I'll make one if y'all say y'all gonna go and subscribe. Like, I don't put nothing on there, but like subscribe and find out. Like, I, I actually, I, I'm gonna be on um my buddy's podcast this week as well, Nerd Rage Radio. I'm actually gonna mention mention OnlyFans. I got I have some discussions I want to have about OnlyFans because there was a documentary I just watched, and I'm like really curious now. They're like celebrities on OnlyFans, and it's like. Like wow, they're on, like, but what are they doing? Like, they're not doing anything. They're just on OnlyFans, just talking. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can do that. I can get on OnlyFans and just talk. I don't have to get naked. I, I, I'm going to get on there and play with action figures all day. Just they were like, there's Dante again, play with the fucking Wolverine figures again. Yeah, there, there might be a market for it. <laughs> Who knows? Look. There are 7.7 .7 billion people on this planet. There's a market yeah. for everything. Yeah, like. Hey, I'm sure there's a market for people who like to watch other people play in the mud. It's weird, but I'm sure someone's into yeah. it. I'm not, just in case you guys are wondering. <laughs> but we're not we're not judging anyone. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't judge anyone because look, dude, I, I'm a I'm a grown ass man sitting in a basement right now surrounded by plastic toys. Plastic toys. So just I have no room to judge anyone. So, but if you judge me, trust me, I'm swinging back. Yeah. Like, yeah look well, at you. Uh, All your yeah, toys. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I review video games for a while. So there, there you go. And my wife, uh, she was kind of into Lego for, uh, for a while, but still is. We have a lot of Lego here, not in this room, but. <laughs> See, but that's the thing though. Yeah. It's like people have their things they're into. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, like for some reason, I felt like, like I didn't know you review video games before, but for some reason, I just had this feeling like, like I don't know. I've always felt like Legos video. It's like something like that. Nah, like he's got to be into that. Like yeah. nah, he just he's yeah. just, he just seems laid back. He seems like he might be into something like fun. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, not like how'd you get into like the video game review and stuff? Uh, like, nah, I want to know. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Um. I think it was on the same page with i wrote something on a forum once i think no i had a blog for for a while there and i wrote stuff about uh video games and yeah and uh, i got contacted through there and i wondered if i wanted to review games so yeah well I, i'm in for it so hmm. uh so i did it for a while um uh, i didn't get paid but i got the games so that was kind of cool uh, still, though, it took it took away a little from the fun in it because you always had a game you had to review and you had to sit there and uh, analyze it to death. And this was like, sure, okay, uh, am I doing this now because it's fun, or am I doing it doing it because I have to? And you didn't even get paid, so like, okay, I'm uh, kind of done with this for a while now. We'll see later. It's still fun though. That's how I feel with BJJ Wiki sometimes. Yeah. Like I, everything I do for BJJ Wiki is I don't make money from it. It's, it's just oh. fun for me. It's a hobby. Yeah. And I've had people approach me about doing stuff and making money off of it. And you know, I have a I have a couple different um affiliate things I'm working with, but I don't make them priorities. No. Because what I enjoy about BJJ Wiki especially through Instagram is these connections that I have with people like yourself, 
uh, people like BJJ Mama, people like Student of BJJ. Yeah. You know, these are people that, you know, you all are people that I enjoy communicating with. You all are friends to me. So I feel like if I turn this into something where like now I'm making money and I have to, I have to post things at a certain time or I have to post things a certain way and I have to do things how someone else wants me to do them. Now I lose out on my opportunities to communicate with, you know, you all as individuals because, you know, it's not about, you know, it's all about money now and it's not about you know the um the the enjoyment of it my buddy he reviews toys on youtube he's a yeah. pretty pretty yeah. decent channel um it's uh called skullface reviews bobby skullface go check him out y'all um and you know i, I see his work and he, he's he's really fucking good at it it, but you know, there are times when you hear him talk about it, you could tell you could hear the stress, you could hear the annoyance. And I always think about that because early on I was gonna review geese. I had a few geese sent my way to review, and I, you know, I was gonna take a, a uh page out of his book and kind of do it his way. But I realized I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Like, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, although I just did the giveaway with Elite Sports. Yeah, and that's what I'm anticipating geese from them. It's just, again, we talked about the whole issue with FedEx right now. Um, I got stuff coming from California via FedEx. I have a laptop coming. I have two geese coming. Um, one of my packages did arrive today. I'm not going to discuss on air what's in that package, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it looks like there's some traction, but I, I think elite wants me to review um, the geese in I, you know, I'll, I'll figure something out. I, I was talking to uh BJJ mama and I was like, I think I'm gonna do a reels video. And like, I have an idea and I just got a new gi from my gym today. So I'm going to try to get the, the new patch on there and then maybe put together a little video. But you know, that the, that's the most though, for me, it's like doing silly stuff like that. I, you know, whatever I do, I don't want to, you know, make any money from it, but I also don't want it to become, a job you no, know i don't want it to not. become a hassle um nah, so. I, I, it's the same for me i had people approach me about different stuff um uh, and i well i thought about it. it would be cool to make some money but still if i need to do this or do that at certain time of a day and i need to schedule it to do i mean to get my revenue or whatever then it's become a job and will this be fun i'm not sure anymore uh, yeah. so yeah we'll see but well. so i think the important thing for me if i were to do anything with bjj wiki any any of this platform for money i have to be allowed to do it my way yeah you know if you say like i get people saying how much do you charge for a repost and i don't charge anything because i can't guarantee that that repost is going to work for you oh. Um, and, and that's my whole thing is like, if you pay me money to repost your, your, uh, post and it doesn't do well, I feel guilty and, yeah. you know, I wouldn't feel right about taking your money versus, um, you know, if you just shoot me something like, Hey, can you repost this? And I shoot it up and then, and it goes well, I'm not going to be like, okay, now you owe me money. I'm just like, all right, good. I'm glad that worked out. Um, so who is it? There was, um, like there's some posts I have to switch 
like I switch them from certain days because some posts don't do well on some days. Like when I was doing student BJJ on Thursdays, his posts were doing well initially. And then they stopped doing well on Thursdays. I moved them to Wednesday. Now they're doing great. Like the, the reach is like up again. So uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So in uh, Kent Peters, he's another one. I was doing him every Friday and it was going well. And now the views and the reach are so low. And I'm like, shit, I got to switch him to a new day. And it's like, I don't really have, cause Tuesday is kind of a bad day for me to post. Yeah. It just like anything I do on Tuesday never goes well. Wednesday tends to go well. Monday is hit or miss. Cause there was a time where your posts were doing great. And then they started dropping and then they started doing great again. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's, I don't know how this fucking Instagram shit works. No. I just put stuff up. Uh, I've, there was a time I tried to figure things out, but the algorithm is really weird. And I think yeah. we got gimped now in, uh, in in Europe because of some weird laws. So yeah, I I'm, I'm not sure what happened there. But um, I think if you, I mean, the thing about some posts posts on a certain day starting to go well, and then at at certain time to time just to, well, starting to go worse i wonder if it's like the algorithm which fucking you because it's the same from the same person on the same day and it's like i don't know it's weird so i know at one point i used to post um student bjj stuff i would post like a meme from him and then a technique video yeah and they both would do terrible because i did it and i was like maybe i can't post back to back like that Maybe I can't post multiples, but then I started posting. um, There's someone else I was posting, but it was like multiple or it wasn't even posting. I would tag people and post Mm -hmm. and things were kind of still doing well. I was like, okay, so it's not about how much I'm posting that person in the day. Then I saw something about, you know, you got to post at a certain time. I was like, look, I'm not fucking dancing this dance anymore. I'm just going to post my shit when I post them. If they, do well and i've noticed though i've gone back to look at some of the older posts that weren't doing well and when i go back and look at them later they've gotten much more uh traction like over like a two week three week span so it's the slow burn but i'm not patient so i want that shit now but also (laughs) that's why i don't want to charge anyone money to repost anything because i can't guarantee anything and i don't want people saying well hey i didn't get the reaction i thought i would i was like well your shit sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've, I've had people send me stuff that's not very good. Like, hey, can you repost this? And it's like, um, yeah, it's in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Way back. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because, like, sometimes I'll go back, like, to the older posts that, that I'm still waiting on posting. That's just from 2017. Like holy shit, I, I still got posts from 2017 to put up right now. Fuck, and I got dudes right now saying, "Can you post me?" Like, eh, probably in 2023. Like, <laughs> like if you're lucky. Oh, yeah, that's that's if Instagram doesn't shut me down. They, they they've been ooh, they've been cool with me lately, but Facebook got on me the other day. I posted uh, I don't know if um you watch the show WandaVision on Disney plus. Yeah. So I, I posted their trailer 
on um the Nerd Rage Radio Facebook page. Yeah. Within seconds, they took it down. Mm-hmm. They sent me a message like, "Nah, man, what you doing? <laughs> like, you can't do that." And I was like, "Huh? Like, why not?" <laughs> like it's Disney shit. Don't do this. I was like, all right, oh, fine. Wow. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, I got um, banned once too. Well, you know that. <laughs> that oh, jeez. Like, yeah, there was a point you disappeared. I was like, does he do Instagram anymore? Where is he? <laughs> oh, that fuck, fucked up. It was like that press conference with. Uh, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah it, um, I, uh, I work with her. Well, uh, she's also a writer on Kimura. The, mm. the lady which uh, uh, which um, post well in, in gave those questions to John Jones which was yeah really bad uh, so see I, I I guess I get it but I don't get it because uh, it's like look man it's free publicity yeah I don't know what happened it's like, what the fuck is going on here uh, like, the funny the funny thing about this if you go into I think UFC's uh, archive and uh, Watch that press conference. They have cut out the whole, uh, the whole thing with, uh, with with the questions on her. Of course, like because they <laughs> they know. Like, but her uh, questions were valid though, because she's yeah, like, was. "Why does he keep getting the pass?" Yeah, or, like it was valid. So, uh, and, and and he was an asshole. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's um, like he keeps fucking up. You guys keep letting yeah. it happen. I mean, I I get it from their side. Hey, this is one of our money makers. Yeah. This is one of our stars, but it's like, yeah, but that's not a good example to set, though. Um, and you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I can't speak for what's really going on underneath it all. You know, if you know what they are saying is legit, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know how that no. shit works. But it's just like, dude, each time he messes up, and they just let let him carry on like shit is cool. Like the last one, I can't remember what the last thing was, but I know he didn't get suspended. <laughs> He, no. he he didn't fight for a while, but it wasn't. They didn't say there was a suspension. They just said, you know, he's you know training. Okay. Yeah, and that time it was bad because it, it was when they moved the whole uh, the whole event from one state to another. Yeah, yeah. And, and then like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, what? Like... what? So you can do it in this state because they can't test him, or what's going on here? So that was really, really weird. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he failed the test based on Nevada's yeah, test. Yeah, exactly. But the, the California yeah, Athletic yeah. Commission, he mm. passed. Passed. And they're like, well, we'll do it in California. It's like, wait a minute. So yeah. everybody, you know, like Corey Anderson's wife was pregnant. And, yeah, you know, moved. yeah, they, they, it's like, come on, dude. Like, y'all can't keep moving people around like this. Yeah. Um, it was really fucking goofy. And again, no punishment, no nothing. He, nope. yeah, just it's a lot of fuckery to it all. And again, I get it as a company, they're they're trying to make that money, but yeah. you know, be fair about it. Or, or you know, I don't know what the testing's like in Bellator, but I don't hear a lot of complaining over there. No, <laughs> like just go to what they're know. doing because I don't think there's a lot of testing. <laughs> uh, and I don't know. And I don't know about One FC either. Uh, the the yeah. thing I the thing I do know about One FC, their um, way way in um, re- regime is much much better than UFC. Yes. They it I've never like I don't know I I just never thought about it in the way of like 
you know, again, talking to my friend last night, she's like, well, shouldn't they just, wouldn't it just be smarter? Like if I went in as a fighter at this weight, I would just fight it this way. I was like, yes, it should be that way. But because of how, you know, the system set up and the culture of, you know, the fight culture is, that's just what we do. And especially in MMA, because you weigh in Friday and then you fight Saturday. I think yeah. other sports you weigh in that day. Same day. Like, and, and like, I mean, even IBJJF, you know, uh, yeah. you weigh in before you touch the fucking mat. Like you're, you weigh in, then you go onto the mat. Yeah. Like it, it's like, there's, there's no fucking around with it. And that's with gi on. So you have to be whatever that weight is yeah. with your gi. So you actually need to weigh a little less. Um, I just don't get it. And you know, that's why I'm not a fighter though. Cause like, I'm not going to understand it. <laughs> Maybe fighters understand. I, I, yeah. I need to get some fighters on here. And well, I did have fighters on here. <laughs> I never asked that question. Yeah. Like, why yeah, do you do but, this? Yeah, it's just a part of some weird culture thing. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's it's stupid. And I think most people think it's stupid too. But still, yeah. we've always done it this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the commission just says, yeah, we've always done it yeah. this way. Like, yeah. okay. Doesn't mean it's right. You know what they always did one way too? Slavery. That's just not right. They did this shit for like 400 years. And it was wrong then. Yeah. They they kept doing it until one day they said, you know, we shouldn't do this anymore. I mean, if you should have that approach of everything, it would be back in like 1600 century or something. Nothing would work. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, we've always done it this way. So women have never been allowed to vote. Nah. Why should they? Like, uh, kind of feel like because they're citizens. But are yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> like, they contribute to our society yeah. massively. Yeah. They should vote. Uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> Let's uh, let them vote. Yeah, maybe a good idea. So yeah, <laughs> I, know, I always joke with my wife whenever we get into an argument. I was like, Look, like, like, why are you yelling? Like, you're not making a good point at all. You just got the right to vote last year. So relax. <laughs> and it just gets so much worse. And I'm just, and as soon as I say, I'm like, oh man, I hope I hit knives. <laughs> um, but eh, I don't know. I, I just think with fighting, yeah, just, you know, fight it what you weigh. Like, yeah. don't play this game of cutting down. I mean, even in MMA, especially, I don't know if it's MMA or UFC specifically. I think it is MMA overall. Yeah. It's like you have light heavyweight at 205 and then you jump like basically to heavyweight is all the way up to 265 yeah. like so there's nothing in the middle <laughs> like so i could weigh 208 and fight a dude that's 263 that's that's a big yeah. wrong. and that's why you want to be in the range of top of your weight class uh, yeah, in 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 the bottom you will get mold. It, it, yeah. I mean it's like ten kilos. It worked for Randy Couture. Yeah, Randy Couture but, was able to uh, do he, it well. But he's a human. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, he he's not normal. No. Like he's not like your average human. But and I mean, and I think also, well, who was it? Cain Velasquez. He yeah. he was kind of a tweener. He was like maybe yeah. two twenty five, two thirty. Um, but those guys, you know, those two guys specifically, you know, they weren't like the heaviest of heavyweights and yeah. it worked well for them. But I think because they weren't so heavy, they were able to succeed, yeah. um, especially uh, Cain Velasquez. But it, it, I just, I don't know. I mean, in MMA, 
uh, specifically UFC with the unified rules. You know, the unified rules have been around, I think, 97 since 97. Maybe that seems right. Um, I I could look it up. I brought the iPad down here so I could fact check myself, but I have it. I don't even know where the iPad is. I threw it on the couch. So I don't know. But um, but it's like we've had these rules for so many years. Like, have you guys considered, I don't know, maybe looking into things now? Maybe making some adjustments. Nah, nah, it's good. It's always been good. Like, I don't think so. Like, like the weight classes. Yeah, maybe we should uh, change some things up. Nah, we're good. Like, 170, 185, 205, 265. Like, hmm, that seems like a jump, but okay. It's wrong. Well, uh, well, at least put in lightweights there. Or, well, small than lightweights too, but uh, for, for a while they didn't have light, lightweights. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, that yeah, that was always a interesting because you have fighters like Frankie Edgar, who's yeah. a natural forty five or, you know, possibly one thirty five or, fight at one fifty five, and and he uh, he won he won the belt at one fifty five, like I don't think he had to cut weight, no, <laughs> like, so and he barely had to cut for one forty five, yeah. but you know you get guys like that, um. Because they didn't have the 135 and 145 yeah. for a while in UFC, then when they merged with WEC, they brought those yeah. divisions over. And then around the same time, they included women. Then they had the 125 a little bit later, which is you know a natural spot for Mighty Mouse because he was fighting at 135. And he was just he was oversized, uh, yeah. or he was undersized. I mean, undersized. Yeah, but uh, it was the only time he lost in UFC, right? Yeah, he lost to Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Yeah, and that's um, no no joke either. So, and I mean, that was um, that, that was actually a fight on my my uh, buddy's wedding day out here in Virginia. Well, we're in Maryland, but Virginia was close enough where we're like, I remember asking him at his wedding. I was like, dude, like, or I think he said it, like, because we knew the fight was on. I think he says like, dude, why are we not watching the fights? I was like, probably because your wife would kill us. Like, <laughs> so like, enjoy. We, we have our own fight. Yeah. yeah, like she like she'll stump you right here in front of the guest. <laughs> but yeah, that was his only loss. Um and then he went to one twenty five and dominated there. I don't know that he lost that fight to Suhudo. I don't know. Um, I've only watched it twice. Yeah, I think it was well, it was close. It was really it was close. close. So, I don't uh, it's tough to say, but yeah. I'm not when I don't think it was a robbery, but well, I would have uh, edge out to uh, might most as a winner. But well, yeah, it, it, it was just so. I might yeah. I might watch that when we're done here. Yeah, um, like I, I'm I'm probably gonna just like that's what I'm gonna do for my birthday night. Is just I'm gonna sit here and watch fights and um clean the house, <laughs> and then tomorrow for my actual birthday, like just pretty much like I'm gonna try to go do mini golf. But um, yeah, that's yeah. the thing too about mini golf. It's the funny thing. That's the thing I hate. I really, really hate mini golf. So uh, it's one of I the don't few really things. like it, but no. I, I feel like it's like probably the only thing I could take my daughter to do indoors. I get so mad. I mean, usually I'm a pretty, I'm a laid back guy, and people see me as nice most often. Uh, <laughs> they haven't played mini golf with me. And I won't do it. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Um, I'll so keep that in my, mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do that. 
Like one day I'm going to visit Sweden and I'll make sure just as I'm going down my list of things to do, no, no mini golf for sure. Not with that guy. Nope. Like, nope, 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 nope. My daughter's like, can we go do mini golf? It's like, no, um, no. baby, baby, you know, <laughs> maybe later, like much later, like, like not, not around Mr. Johan. No, no, mm -mm, no. Like, look at him. He's getting mad already. <laughs> and um, I don't, I really don't know what, what what's about, but I think it's because it's one of the sports where if you get a little frustrated, it will go even worse. And then you get mm -hmm. more frustrated and it will go even, even worse. And yeah. uh, sometimes you will crack and uh, starting to swing the clubs at someone, something else or someone else. So, no. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think about it, I don't really like mini golf either. But it's that thing where it's like, look, I could take my kid to do it. She's yep. never done it before. So it's like, let me go. Get, and especially this one, it's like glow in the dark shit. So I'm like, she might enjoy this. That sounds um, pretty cool. It, I, I, I've done it one, once or twice. And it, it's fun. Um, it's chaotic, but yeah, fun. Yeah. But in the U.S., they have kind of, if I remember right, pretty cool mini golf courses, too. I mean, they are moving and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yes, that, but... actually, that's just frustrating to me. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> but it can be, at, at least watch them. Here's like flat surfaces and stuff. And you're like, uh... <laughs> so that for me is more up my alley. It's like, oh, this is easy. When I'm sitting there, I got to fucking hit the ball through this windmill. And like the windmill is spinning. I got to hit it just right so it doesn't hit the fucking windmill blade. I'm like, I'm like you know what? I'm going to fucking knock this thing over. Then all the kids are crying. Like, I don't. But man, it's dumb. Like that shit is dumb. Isn't there a movie with Adam Sandler which you go bananas and uh, yeah, uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy I, Gilmore. Yeah, I just saw a clip for that watching uh this this show last night, and they're talking about that movie, and that's that's what always comes to my mind when he beats the shit out of the clown with the golf club. It's like, hey, I I I understand his anger. I'll kick that yep. shit over too. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck mini golf. I'm not taking to do mini yeah. golf. We're going bowling tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like like bowling, there, there's nothing weird with bowling, right? I, I think we can just bowl straight away. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, but Johan, thank you for being my guest on here. This was really fun, really yeah. awesome. I'm glad we thank finally got to do this too. Yeah, and uh, well, if you want to have more more times, just just give a shout or something. I mean, I absolutely, I, I pretty much have. The weekend's off right now because my new oh. work, so uh, it will be good. And it would be would be fun to do something around the, one of the bigger UFC events or something. Absolutely, um, I know. Like the next few episodes, I'm doing kind of this build up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and then I don't like I try to like do themed, like periods where I'm like, all right, I'm going to do X amount of episodes about horror movies or about Christmas movies, mm -hmm. about WWE or about this or about that. So it's like, okay, like I haven't actually done anything dedicated to like UFC events and stuff. So I might have to figure something out because um, just with you having, um, you know, your interest in MMA and, and writing articles and stuff is like, Oh, I definitely want to sit and, and talk more about this. And we've mm -hmm. discussed a little bit um, in the chat, yeah. uh, you know, a few different times about fights. So it's like, you know what? Like, we should have been doing that more here and talking less about, you know, FedEx and, and my CBD laced <laughs> beer. 
Um, <laughs> it's fun but, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely want to have you back on because um, you know, as long as you're comfortable and you're having a you know good time, always yeah. want to have people back because it, it's fun to me. I like I look at these as converse, uh, phone conversations and yeah. telephone conversations that people get to sit in on. So yeah, that's a cool way to see it. So I'm, 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 yeah. Yeah. as long as it doesn't get weird, like so, what yeah. are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> kind of conversation is this? <laughs> oh, this is the wrong number, dude. We're not even. Like, this isn't even a phone call. This is on fucking Streamyard. Like you know who you're calling. Like, shit. Getting banned. <laughs> but yeah, we'll definitely have to get back together. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the next UFC event coming up is is a three title fight one, and I would love to discuss. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we could because I am going to order that card. Yeah. Um. So maybe we can um which, do kind of a which date I, is that? Well, we can, it is yeah. March sixth, I believe. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So. Let me see, just because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a little tough because yeah. I have to record and then edit like mm. right away to yeah. get that out for um for the next day. Cause like my whole thing is like if if we do that, it's like, you know, I'd rather we both, you know, watch it and then come back together and talk about it um, you know, the next day after. Yeah. So and then the edit for that's gonna be real like it's gonna have to be like a quick turnaround, which I don't think there's gonna need to be a lot of edit for this one. I think I, I'm safe to just let this go. I just want to make sure the yeah. sound is good. Yeah. But yeah. I think this episode is probably gonna need minimal minimal editing because um your your sound sounds good on my end, as far as I can tell. I'm not sure about these new mics that I have, so I don't know what that's gonna translate to, but I'm about to find out soon. Yeah, um sounds good here, but I have a headphone, so well. We yeah, that's what I think. Is like I think the headphones, you know, make everything sound perfect. Then people listen. Yeah. Like, why does he sound like Kermit the Frog? I'm like, fuck all of you. <laughs> like, I hate you all right now. But um, but yeah, we'll go ahead and um, we'll we'll look at that as a potential uh um setup. And if not, there are going to be plenty more events we can yeah, yeah. you know get together on. But um, otherwise, thank you again for uh, being on here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and thank you for having me. And happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? And I appreciate that because I bet you no one else is going to say that besides my grandma yeah. and my daughter and my wife. Like, oh, two. Like, so, so, so I appreciate that. Like, I, I know I'm probably sounding a little greedy at that point. I was like, I want everybody to say happy birthday. And I want a fucking parade. <laughs> you know, as I always like to say on here um, to all of the listeners, you know, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for you know, again, making this project just fun for me. I look and see, you know, when people are, are, you know, checking it out and I'm excited. I'm excited when, you know, I see the people, you know, listening on the silly conversations and, you know, the serious conversations too. So thank you everyone for doing that. If, if you all want to be guests on the show um, or have any concerns or questions or just want to tell me, you know, you know, what's up? Reach out to me off the mats podcast on Instagram, uh, bjj.wiki on Instagram. I have an email. I'll put it in the notes. Y'all know I don't know it. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure y'all check out um, Zach over there at Soon to BJJ. Like I said, he's got a big project coming up. Um, I'm excited 
you know, for you all to see it. I know he is. So go, go show that dude some love. I'm on his page right now and check out the deep half podcast. I was actually a recent guest in my episode just came out last week. Uh, I've been getting messages and reminders of stuff that I said on that episode. I'm, I didn't remember some of that stuff because I drank half a box of wine while recording. So if you want to hear a, a complete shit show, literally go over there and check out um, the deep half podcast with Danny Patrick, BJJ, my BJJ is okay. And Jits bitch. Uh, they have a, a hilarious show. Go show them some love. Um, otherwise, thank you all. Keep listening. I'm going to keep recording these. See y'all later. Now let me see his song.